Hello, and welcome to the Financial Emancipation Podcast. I'm your host, Malik Branch, and this is a podcast discussing the ways in which you can walk towards your financial emancipation, getting free from the burden of your finances. Welcome back and happy 2019. Happy New Year to all of the listeners to the Financial Emancipation Podcast. This movement has been supported all through 2018. I truly, truly appreciate you. This episode will mark the one year um, one year anniversary of the um, podcast coming out. It's so exciting to me because it took, you know, I just went, I woke up this time last year and said, you know what, I'm going to turn what I'm doing on a blog into a podcast. I had a microphone. I got my laptop and I just started doing it and I've evolved so much since then as far as the length of time of the podcast, the ability to edit the podcast, my, my, my microphone is, I've gone through about three different microphones and the setup and all these things I've been able to like modify all throughout the course of the year and I appreciate you sticking with me throughout all those modifications where the podcast used to be every day and we switched up a little bit towards the mid-year and made it kind of like every other day and then sometimes in some instances maybe once a week but that's just like I appreciate you guys allowing me the flexibility to kind of figure this out and go with the flow so I thank you so much this journey has been so great for me because every time I do this podcast and there's a different topic, it's either coming from some part of my own life or lives of people that I know or lives of people that I work with. And so it's this ability to kind of continuously get content and know what it is that people need to hear, want to talk about, want to discuss and have that all kind of fit into a 10 minute podcast has had its challenges, but absolutely it's been a really rewarding experience for me in 2018. And I'm sure that it will be that much better, that much greater in 2019. So thank you, thank you, thank you for joining me as we kick off 2019. Just as a warning, this episode is going to be a little bit longer because we have a lot to cover as we're kicking off this year. Um, and, and 2019 being another year for us to, to try to work towards the financial emancipation that I know we all seek, getting free from that heavy burden that can be of your finances. There's so many variations to that. There's so many reasons for it. And I can't cover all of that in one podcast because the podcast would be like hours long. But I'm sure that if you go back and you look at the, and just take a look at this time and go back and look at some of the old podcasts you'll see the types of topics that we've covered and they're kind of like these basics and basis for the financial emancipation. If you're a new listener, if you just started listening sometime before the very beginning and you haven't had a chance to go back, in today's episode, I'm gonna cover some, you know, briefly some of those things that are kind of like the basis and the foundation for financial freedom. So this is going to be one of those episodes. So I hope you have your tea or your coffee ready and take some notes because that's a big thing we're gonna try to start doing this this year is taking notes and writing down the things that are relevant so that we can then go back and apply those things later on. So this is one of those kind of like active episodes. So I hope you're ready. (laughs) I have notes myself and I hope you do too. You're gonna take some notes as well. So if you remember, and if you're, again, if you're a new listener, go back to the episodes, episodes two through six went over the five ways you walk to, towards your financial freedom and towards financial emancipation. And the reason that that was important was because it, it, there's this, there has to be a foundation, right? To what I'm telling you guys about financial freedom. There needs to be like a foundation, a basis, a way in which if you do these five things, you will continuously kind of walk in that direction. And your financial freedom will have a kind of like a fundamental, right? So the five ways to walk towards your financial freedom are as follows. One, stop being afraid to talk about money. One of the biggest things that we find 
in any conversation as the way I find is that people are afraid to really t- talk about money openly. You know, people's attitudes, attitudes towards money is that money is the enemy, money is the root of all evil, but it's really not. It's your attitudes towards money that really causes problems. And if we work together and here at Financial Emancipation, we can fix that. It's your attitude towards money. And again, if you listen to some old episodes, we've had many conversations about your attitude towards money. What is your financial personality? What are all those things? Because they dictate your ability to talk openly about money and your ability and the necessity of you speaking openly about money is what will help you get towards your financial freedom. Respecting the money you have, that's the second way you walk towards your financial freedom. Respecting the money you have is a really important thing. A lot of people often think, you know, I just don't have enough money. That's why I don't manage my finances as well because I don't have enough and I just need more. I need more money, more money, more money. But the reality is the universe has already seen that you cannot handle the money you have and you're unable to be respectful of that money and, and, and treat it in a way that shows that you are looking for more and ready to handle more. So why would you have more? You have to start the process by respecting the money that you have. Honor your debts. So this thing is huge, right? People accumulate debt and think nothing of it while it might be pressure people may call you but people don't really think about the weight of what it is to to have debt and often that causes them not to honor their debts owing people or companies money doesn't make a difference you should make every effort to pay off your debts because the way in which you use to pay off your debts that's honoring the fact that someone kind of helped you at a time when you needed it and it puts out good financial kind of karma into the universe The number four thing is to track your money. Tracking your money is essential. Your money cannot just sit in a bank account and just float around and you expect that anything good, quality, or or an abundance is going to happen with it. You have to look at your money. You have to track it. You have to know where it is, when it's going where it is, why, how, everything. You have to know that because it's important to track your money. You track anything else to make sure that it's safe and accounted for. Your money should be no different. And the fifth and final way to walk towards your financial freedom is to decide what you value and allocate your money accordingly. Too often, people will tell me that they value financial security and then you see they don't have any money allocated to go towards their savings. So if you look at what you spend your money on, that is what you prioritize. Money is only a demonstration of your priorities. So if the first of the month comes and the first thing you do is, you know, go shopping, and not pay your bills or not pay your rent, you're, you're kind of showing whether it's consciously or subconsciously, what is your priority? And so you want your finances to reflect what your actual priorities are. And if that is the financial stability of you and your family, if that is having a roof over your head, if that is making sure that you have savings, if that is making sure that there's food in your house to eat and that your kids have the things that they need, then your budget and the way you spend your money should reflect that accordingly. So if a roof over your head is a high priority, then you need to make sure that your spending reflects that. So when we talk about those five ways to walk towards financial freedom, the reason it's important is because you need a foundation and a basis to continuously go back to. And so you'll find that I continuously kind of go back to any one of these things to kind of give another financial lesson. So if we're talking about credit card debt, you'll hear me talk about any one of these these five lessons, these five kind of pillars of financial freedom because they have they 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 come up there if we're talking about shopping addiction if we're talking about you know savings if we're talking about um financial stability anything that we're talking about kind of go back to these so if you're on this journey write these things down write these five things down and just kind of be let them be there to remind you of the ways in which you need to begin the process and it's by stop stop being afraid to talk about money respecting the money you have honoring your debts 
tracking your money and deciding what you value and allocating your money accordingly. So that's how we kind of like started out with financial free, with financial emancipation and these five walks towards your financial freedom. And a big part of walking towards your financial freedom, and I want you to keep this in mind in 2019, is that you have to change your financial attitude. You have to change your attitude towards money in a sense and your attitude towards things that money can buy. Because when you have an attitude of entitlement when it comes to money and things, you will always make decisions as it relates to your finances that are detrimental. So there's a big thing that have, we've talked about all year, and it's always the thing that kind of drives folks crazy when I talk to them. But when they have a chance to think about it, they can understand where I'm coming from, is that you don't deserve anything that you can't afford. And that one really, really kind of burns people up. And I get it. It's a hard thing to understand when someone says to you, you know, you don't deserve anything that you can't afford. And it's, it's, what I, when I say that, it means that there are certain things that you may or may, you may want. And in order to justify wanting something, you may tell yourself that you deserve it. But you don't deserve anything that you cannot afford because anything that you you get or you go after that you cannot afford, it's going to be detrimental to you. It's going to be detrimental to your financial freedom. It's going to limit your financial freedom. And you don't deserve that. You don't deserve to have a limited experience to be only serving your, your impulses and in, in doing so causing yourself to be financially strapped or have a, a bad financial experience. So if you listen to, if you go all the way back in the, in the time, episode 16 is you don't deserve what you can't afford. So that was, um, that, that's the episode where I kind of get into that and talk, talk explicitly about why you don't deserve what you can't afford. And the reality of that, again, a very hard concept for folks to understand and really get, gather a hold of because it's a very hard thing. Because it's tied to your emotions. And a lot of times we're using our finances to serve and feed spaces in our emotions that we haven't dealt with. And so we'll say, you know, a lot of it has to do with where you are and where your mind believes you should be. And if there's a difference there, you'll find yourself kind of telling yourself what you deserve because you believe you should be someplace else. So if you're 35 years old and you make $50,000 and you feel like by this point in your life, you should have been making a hundred. You may try to give yourself, give yourself parts of your life that would come with earning $100,000. So, you know, you know, I deserve a new car. Even though when you run the numbers, you truly can't afford it. You know, I deserve to be, um, to go on vacation, even though you can't afford it. I deserve a new pair of shoes. I haven't had shoes in six months. Well, if you haven't had shoes in six months because you haven't been able to afford shoes in six months, why do you deserve shoes now? Have you done something different so that now you can afford the shoes you want? I am all about everyone being able to do the things they want to do because I believe that your finances, part of what I call it financial emancipation is that you're getting free from this. You're being unchained by the, from the weight of your finances so that you can live the life that you want, so that you can be free. But there is no financial freedom in kind of cutting corners and having things and doing things that you can't afford because it will always come back to you. You're never free. And no matter what it feels like right now, it will turn around and feel differently later. It will feel as though that you are kind of being hamstrung by your finances, the weight of your finances. So you don't want to do that to yourself. You don't want to kind of push yourself into things you can't afford. So that's another another kind of fundamental and one of the things that we will continuously talk about. But I, I encourage you to go check out um, episode 16. It's on SoundCloud. Go back. And, and listen to the episode, remind yourself about what you don't, 
the fact that you don't deserve what you can't afford. And so going forward, and there's a really big part of your financial, your financial freedom that has to do with savings. Savings is a really, really critical part of being financially free. You have to be able to have savings because things will come up that you just do not, um, you do not expect, you do not anticipate. The things come up. And when they come up, you, you should be able to deal with them. And the only way that that's going to happen is if you've prepared for the unexpected. And so savings allows you to do that, to have a savings and to have some money put aside that is not allocated towards anything specific allows you to be able to deal with the moments like when your car tire goes flat or, you know, something that you would never expect, but you cannot avoid it. And it eliminates your requirement or your necessity to use credit for those things. So you don't want your, your like a lot of people will say, well, I'm okay. I've got available credit. Available credit is not savings. Savings is cash money in the bank that you can use if you need in an emergency. You should have an emergency fund of at least $1,000. So if you're listening to this right now and you don't have at least $1,000 in an emergency fund for 2019, I want you to write that down as one of your goals because you need to have that because, and, and, and that's a minimum of $1,000 because the way that things come up now, they're gonna usually kind of run you. That's either two, one or two emergencies and you're done. And you don't want to be in that position. You should be continuously contributing to your savings. It should be every paycheck. You should be paying yourself first by contributing to your savings before you pay any bill, before you do anything. You should be contributing to your savings. Because I have, I will tell you guys all the time, savings will save you. So again, head back to the early episodes and talk about, and, and when I talk about how savings will save you. It is what the, it is the thing that will keep you kind of in place and able to 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 sustain the unexpected things that come from um your finances because that's what's going to happen there's no way around that no matter how much planning there will be things that you can't anticipate and having a savings will help you to uh mitigate the impact of those things so here we are post the holidays post christmas new year's thanksgiving all these holidays and we're into the point of the season where we're at the hangover time this is the time where you're having the hangover from the holidays financially. You've more than likely overspent um, and now you have to deal with the bills because it, on January 1st, the rent and the mortgage was still due. So now is the time where you say, okay, all that stuff is still due. I still have to pay those bills. Plus now my credit card bill is high. What am I going to do? Or in an even worse situation, you use money that you should have been having for your rent and such and you use that for Christmas or for the holidays, and now you don't have what you need to pay your bills. So there's two types of situations, but it's still a hangover. It's still that moment, that way you feel the headache, the stomach ache, the all the things, the exhausted feeling that comes when you have a hangover from the holidays. So this is a good time to make your financial goals because you're in, you could be in a distressful situation, and this is a good opportunity for you to write down what it is that you did last year, what you'd like to do different this year, and how you plan on doing those things differently. And that has to do with getting to the fundamentals of, of financial freedom. It has to do with getting to the savings part of making sure you're saving for emergencies. And then understanding what you did and the mistakes that you may have made for 2019, for 2018 and ensuring you don't make those same mistakes for 2019. So it's really, this is a good time to reflect while you're in the hangover space 
into like what you want to do differently, how you want to pay off your debt, pay off your bills, pay down your credit. You have the way you want to use credit. Essentially, all of those things are a good way to begin right now as we're looking towards the new year. And as you look towards the new year in January, many people are saying, I'm going to get out of this hole with my tax return. That is, that is where you say, you know, don't worry about it. I'll be a little behind for a month or two, but I'm going to get my tax return and I'm ready, waiting for my W2. I'm going to get my tax return. I'm going to expedite it and I'll have a bunch of money then. And if you want to kind of focus on what I think about that, <laughs> you can go into episode 10 from last year, which is your financial, your tax return is not a windfall. That is the oldest and, and kind of most tired story in the whole finances is that your tax return is some sort of windfall that you should use to do all the things you didn't do all year long. I just want to remind you that your tax return is your money and your tax return came because you overpaid the government. They held your money all year long when you could have had it in your pocket and now they're going to give it back to you without any interest or anything. They're going to give it back to you and, and you're going to use that to kind of you, you're going to use it to do things that you probably don't need to do rather than things you should do. So had you had that money all year, maybe you would have paid down your debt. Maybe you would have contributed to your savings and all those things. And maybe you wouldn't be in the financial position you're in right now. Don't allow the approach of the tax return to put you in an even worse financial position because you don't use it to pay off that debt to pay down those bills. You know, people say, I don't want to use all my tax return to pay off debt. That doesn't feel like I'm getting anything from it. You are getting something. You're getting financial freedom. So don't let yourself be talked out of doing the right thing with your tax return or looking at it as if you, you've won the lottery. You haven't won the lottery. It's your money. And you should use it to, to make sure that it's helping you get towards your financial freedom. So we talk about the tax return being not being a windfall. It's tax season. And now we're at the point where I'm saying to you guys, it's time to plan for 2019. Let's plan for the finances for 2019 so that we can make goals and we can create a plan that'll be for like the next month, the next three months, six months, nine months, and for the entire year. Planning for your finances has a lot to do with reflecting on your prior year finances, which is why I like to wait for people in January to say to plan because you have to really fully look at your finances for 2019, 2018 and include Christmas in that and what it does to you so that then you can make the plan for 2019. And so as those bills start run, rolling in for 2019, for January, that are equivalent for December, you can really start to see what did you spend and what is it that you want to spend going forward. So many people have a very, um, what I would say is just like a little bit of a confusing way in which how you approach this moment right now where I'm telling you to plan for your finances. People say, I need to create a budget. And I always tell people, unless you cannot do zero-based budgeting unless you're starting from scratch. Most of us are not starting from scratch. And zero-based budgeting is a term that starts off where you say you just start with nothing and you just budget for each category and you allocate that way. You have to deal with the, uh, the expenses that you have because you can't get rid of a lot of your expenses. So unless you're just starting from a clean scratch where you have no place to live, no bills, no debt, no nothing, then you can start with zero-based budgeting. But in the most, that's not most people's situation. That's not, I don't know anyone whose situation is that. So we instead we start with our expense budgeting, which means you budget based on your expenses and you do start with your requirements, which is your rent or your mortgage, your car payment, things that you can't get out of, your student loans, things that you must pay and are not flexible, meaning they have an amount that you have to pay every month and there isn't any negotiation in that. So you start with those and you add those in as categories as the amount you have to pay. 
You then move on to your things that are variable, meaning you can adjust, but they still are something that you have to pay every month. Your light bill, your gas bill, your cell phone bill, all of that stuff. You, you adjust with all of that. Then you go to your things that are totally variables, which is the amount of money you spend on things like food, entertainment, all that kind of stuff. So that's how you can go through your expenses and you allocate, you know, you, you allocate and then you get to your total. More than likely when you get to that point, your total is going to be greater than your, your amount of money you bring in every month. When that happens, then you go in and you start to make adjustments to the variables and you say, okay, you know, I need to adjust the amount of money I'm spending on food. I need to adjust the amount of money I'm spending on, on going out to dinner. I need to adjust the money I'm spending on groceries. I need to get the light bill down. You try to make those adjustments and then you create a budget. And from there, you follow that budget. Oh, and that's how you can manage. So you have to, that's how you have to kind of come at it when you're trying to approach it. You can't just create a budget and think you're going to shove a round peg into a square hole. It doesn't work that way. Because if you can say, okay, I'm from now going forward, I'm only going to spend, you know, $200 on food. How? If you haven't done that before. You have to make a real strategic effort to do it to, to how you're going to do that or else you'll just be constantly reaching from one category to the next and the budget will feel like it's not working and you'll be ready to quit. So planning for your finances for 2019 are, is important and, and that's something that you have to do and begin now. So to kind of wrap up, I, I want to talk to you about why you need financial freedom now. You know, we're in a time and a point in place where it, it, it is essential to the freedom, to your freedom, to your ability to kind of move in this world, to have good credit, to be able to have savings in your in your bank account, and to not be struggling paycheck to paycheck. It's hard. Most people are struggling paycheck to paycheck. Most people are doing that even when they earn a lot more money than you would think is the average. You, you know, I talk about this on the, um, I've done videos on this on my YouTube page about, and I've done a podcast on it about the, 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 the high earner who's broke. Those people exist, people who are high earners but don't pay their bills on time, don't manage their credit, are in bad situations because they're still overextending themselves financially. And the key here is to not do that, is to live within your means and, and manage your money as it comes in and be able to make good good decisions with the money you have so that you can then increase the use of that money or f- look forward to getting more money. So your financial stability, your financial freedom, it all is very essential to your overall happiness in your life and where you're able to kind of move forward with, with the, the goals and dreams that you have that aren't your financial goals. You may have a business goal. You may have a goal for your family or a goal for your life, your marriage, your home, your, your, you know, your, your mental health, your physical health. You may have all these goals and to have your finances be the basis and have those finances be secure allows you the freedom to make the decisions that you need to make in your other parts of your life that will lead to the abundance and the, and the, and the, and the ability to achieve those goals going forward. So your financial stability is critical in that way. So I really want you to kind of think about that and consider that we're going to have more episodes going forward this year about how, how, how we need, how, how and why we need financial freedom and how we're going to work together to get that. I also want to give you a little bit of um, just insight into what the plan is for financial emancipation this year. Last year was a, a transition year, trying to figure everything out, getting my footing, figuring out the podcast game, figuring out how and the, how to promote the podcast, how to gain more listeners. I'm still learning with that. Um, so if you want to share the podcast with anyone who you think may, may be interested, feel free to do so. The podcast is on SoundCloud for those who use Droids and it's on iTunes for those of us who have Apple um, products, iPhones. 
and really the the more this year I'd like to do more um in person events, more vision board financial vision board events, um events where we meet up in person and discuss the financial emancipation journey and and kind of get into that more group centered events, doing more online workshop workshops, more speaking engagements, more um lives on Instagram, on Facebook, um being more um active on the social media, um and really um trying to put out more podcast content on a more regular basis. So I can't commit yet to every every day. I won't commit to every day because that's just too much. But um, making sure that at least once a week at a minimum and maybe three times a week as a maximum, we'll have a podcast going out, out the door. So there's still that. There's still that. I need to hear from you about what topics you need to discuss this year in 2018. Um, head on over to the Facebook page. I'm going to be putting up a post where I'm asking what topics do people want to talk about for 2019? What is it that you need to discuss and what you want to hear about in 2019? And that's if you follow me on Facebook, it's Financial Emancipation on Facebook. If you haven't already done so, head on over to Instagram and follow me at Financial Emancipation. And I'm going to become much more active on on um, that page and doing more videos on my YouTube page, which is also at Financial Emancipation. The YouTube page has been really good for me to kind of just do videos. Um, the videos, I think I'm able to, to talk about some things that are a little bit different, but sometimes they pair with the podcast. And just kind of going through the topics that I see are out there and kind of using topics that are current events to really help shape and describe and, and discuss how important our finances are to us and, and how every these, all these different topics and different things that happen in the media can really be um, financial topics going forward. So I thank you guys for listening. I really do appreciate it. You know, doing a podcast can be a lonely thing sometimes because you don't get the gratification of the interaction with folks. So it's almost like you're doing a podcast and you're just talking into yourself or talking into the air. But when I hear back from you all through emails and, and messages on Instagram, about how great the the podcast is or when I hear people who repeat back to me things that I've said in the podcast, I know that you guys are listening. I really do appreciate it. Last year, we had about 6,000 listens to the podcast, over 149 episodes. So I really, really want you to know I appreciate every person who listens, every person who shares. I thank you so much and continue to do that in 2019 as we all continue on this journey towards financial emancipation. Thank you for listening today to the much longer episode, but we had a few things to get out for the beginning of the year. I thank you again so much for listening and I hope you'll continue to join me as we move forward on this journey towards financial emancipation in 2019, which is getting free from the burden of your finances. Thank you so much and have a great day.